podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Back, back, back. Yeah, look, we're in the studio, look. Um, so, things to clear up, because people New 4G pitch. 4G pitch. Is it better than Featherson's was the other night? I've got some stick there, Fev, but at least, you know, it's the right width. There was a cat on the pitch. Got corners and stuff. Well, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. I didn't eat it. Sheffield okay. Good job it wasn't West Ham. <laughs> well, yeah. But let's not go there. I do like how Daniel Rebbish has suspended his brother for filming it. But um, I was going to go into Catalans then, but I thought Sorry. I'm not. Um, it, it, we're I'm back. just giddy because the season's starting. The season's back. Positivity. So people have asked for the last two years, where's Mark Wilson? He's on the telly. Everywhere. He's on the telly, for crying out loud. He's not going to be here. He's on telly now. He's famous. Isn't that great? Channel 4, who've got more sense than other people uh, in employing him. With you know People in the sport. Um, so that's good. That's what Danica's on the telly as well. We give people a leg up. We're just here. It's on YouTube. Um, and um, people say, where's Scoey? Where's the legend? Oh, next Tuesday. He'll be with us in Hunslet. So, Live? Yeah. Just a, Is he wearing his dressing gown? He can walk around his slippers, can't he? So there you go. That's what's going to happen on uh, Tuesday. He's so just put me off now. Well, he might have put the audience off. Because he'll turn off in his dressing I mean, that, you know, yes, at the Phoenix Bar, seven o'clock next Tuesday night, live, live in live in Hunslet, live in bracket South Leeds because like live in Leeds, the Hugh Albans, and that's what I did there, culture. Um, so it's all very exciting. Um, so they're not here because uh, they're too big time for us now. But uh, John Davison's here because uh, he was in definitely Leeds. not not big time. No, you were on New Zealand radio the other day. <laughs> I was on New Zealand radio. Yeah, I was. That's, that's the biggest radio station. About ten years ago, there was a, b- a bizarre thing where someone in Australia found me on Twitter talking about darts. I ended up on about three different radio stations talking about darts, but only for a two-week period ten years ago and never since. And what ever happened to darts? <sighs> I don't know. Did Michael Smith beat Alex Walmsley? I know they did a thing. I, I didn't watch it. I should have watched it. But Is Peter Wright still a... Uh, Still a Leeds fan. He might be. He might be watching on Saturday. They could get him on the commentary. Should we well, talk about Channel Four? Having um, having having been allowed to go to the launch. Oh, you were they, there. Yeah. They are planning on um, celebrity endorsement. Celebrities. Are they real rugby league people or just like you know people hanging on to our coattails? Well, as um, as Adam Hills um, told the assembled. Um, when he went on Chris Evans' radio show... I've heard of Chris Evans. Chris yeah. Evans from Warrington, yeah. a Wolves fan. Evans said to him, can I come and co-commentate with you on the Rugby League? Well, that's what we want, now. What did I say the other week? Chris Evans versus Chris Miles. That's what this game is on that's Sunday. What, that's what it is. Uh, hello to Emma, who's watching, by the way. She she comments on most of our videos. So thank you, Emma, for doing that. Thank you, Apparently, Emma. Apparently, uh, that's what it's all about, is interaction and... Uh, Stuff on social media. She, she enjoyed the interviews from Cass last week. Oh, only bad. Don't get on Channel Four. That's, that's yeah, yeah. That's that's. Uh, it, it was nice to be the out. Sweets are full. Oh no, it was. It, it's Pringles not in a tube. I mean, what's the point of that? No. It was nice to be invited to Castle because they're the only people who email me these days. So uh, I thought I'd better <laughs> go along and speak to some people. And they've, so, they've got yeah. a me- new media suite apparently. I've not seen it yet. Well, no, got, neither have I. They've got biscuits. I'm going to be there on Friday, and apparently no, no food, but. There's a new media. Nine and a half suite. thousand people there. Got to get there early. Get there at three three p.m. The uh, the buffet they had at the media day was nice. I missed out. Jenna Carter was enjoying it. She, she was yeah. Good. Does she, she was, miss a meal? 
Uh, she was only there because I think they've been to Leeds in the morning. But, you know, worse places to go than cast. So, so thanks for watching those videos, Emma. I'm glad you enjoyed them. I enjoyed doing them. It was, it was nice to be face to face with people again. Yes. It makes um, a huge difference. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Carson says, Good evening, gentlemen, and John. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? I don't know, I think that's about well, right, it? He's still getting over State of Origin, I think, poor Queenslander. No. So, welcome, we're back in the studio because the, the Super League season's back. Not to disrespect the Championship and the Challenge Cup that's gone before, but we're just back upstairs now. Um, Channel 4. Let's start with Channel 4. Leeds versus Warrington. It's on the telly on Saturday. We're excited because our mate's on it. Two of our mates are on it. Is anyone else on it we know? Well, you know everyone's built, but... Helen Skelton. Helen Skelton, she's on it. I have enjoyed, and I've written this in my column, which might or might not make it, people saying Adam Hills is going to be biased because he's a Warrington fan, when one of the wives of the players <laughs> is working on the broadcast as well. I, th- I think he's more of a South Sydney fan, but yeah. They're not in this, though, are they? No. I think there's, no. <laughs> there's three things that are exciting about the start of the season, and, and I think we'd preface what we're going to talk about as saying the, the underlying problems that affect the sport haven't been solved, but there is a genuine excitement about this season start. It's been 124 days since the last game, the grand final to tonight, when when it all kicks off. Tonight being Thursday, if you're listening, but another day if you're not. And we've got more coverage than we've had before. Yep. So we're going to not only be on Channel 4 and Sky and Super League shows back on the BBC, but the sportsmen and um, Talk Sport, um, BBC Radio from National. So, I, I, you know, the, there is more uh, opportunity for more people to see league in more ways than ever before. That's a positive. That's great. And I think that it's like, a, a, again, a, a bit of a rolling snowball that when Channel 4 sign up, somebody goes, yeah, we need a bit of a part of that. So the sportsmen will do their own stuff or, or you know, if Talk Sports say we're renewing our uh, our two year deal, the BBC deal is renewed. It's great, and and they're feeding off each other. And it'd be really interesting to see if Sky alter their coverage a little bit because there's another competitor in the market, which is well, which is interesting. Great, isn't I was it? talking to someone at Sky yesterday, and they were sort of saying it's a it's a positive for them, Channel Four, because Absolutely. if they, you know, Channel Four gets good ratings, brings people Absolutely. into rugby league, they may go out and buy Sky and want to watch more games, which drives their ratings up. So and Channel 4 said yeah. exactly the same, that it's about yeah. a partnership. They did the same with Emma Raducanu, they did the same with the Formula 1 Grand Prix to decide the season, did the same with... Wasn't um, it the cricket? Cricket, they yeah. did the yeah, same the with the, um, the Lions Rugby Union as yeah. well, I think. So all th- this may be the way it's moving, that it, it's partnership that just generates more people watching. I, think, I don't think you can have, or not have... a not have a free-to-air presence, whether yeah. it be, you know, whether it's every week, whether it's... But you, you need to have a regular free-to-air presence because not everyone has pay-to-air, not everyone can afford Absolutely. it. And there's also 58 million different varieties of pay-to-air or platform <laughs> viewing, whether it be Amazon, Netflix, BT, Sky, Virgin. So, yeah, I, th- I, I think it's, it is really I important. I think from what they said at the launch, Channel 4 will do it differently. So yeah. initially you won't see a huge amount of difference... But what you will see is just a different philosophy about how you present sport and how you make it exciting and how you get this balance between bringing in a new audience because it is free to air, so that mm. you like to get people who wouldn't normally tune in. Um, and that will be exciting because although it won't happen in match one, although they'll do some things differently, um, 
it's a chance to redefine who we are, what we are, what we can offer. We've always felt we've had the product, um, but now we've got somebody who actually wants to showcase that product for what it is, which is great. I think the other thing is, going back to the 124 days, there's an appetite now to, to go and see the game. Um, we're hearing that you know nine and a half thousand people going to to Cass on Friday night against Salford, you know not televised. That's fantastic. Um, I think St Helens was was saying get there early tonight because they're expecting a, a lot of people. You'd think Hull KR, considering the season that Absolutely. they had, you know would be uh, Wigan coming as well, which yeah. is a you know a big club. Warrington have sold sixteen hundred tickets for. Headingley on Sunday lunch, uh, Saturday lunchtime, which is don't turn up on Sunday lunch, which is fantastic. <laughs> You'll miss it if you do blame Phil Kaplan. <laughs> um, just so you know, there's a, I think there's a feel around the place mm. that people want to get back. Whereas when we came back last year, there was still a reluctance. So we, we had limited numbers for a while, and then there was a feeling that I'm not sure this is the right thing to be. I think people have now said, right, want to go, missed and, it. And I also, I think there's probably a general national of getting on with COVID and getting on with lives and back to normality. But just just on that, I think you can say with Channel 4 who they've chosen, obviously they've chosen a comedian who is a rugby league fan. They've chosen Helen Skelton, who's a, you know, a TV presenter. Consummate broadcaster. Yeah, but, but not, you know, obviously has rugby league links, but is known for other things. Yep. And Kevin Sinfield, who obviously is a, is a rugby league legend, but he's probably known for a whole selection of the population be, be because of his charity work. To see what he does. I mean, he should have been there this way, but he's not the flying Sam back. He's a, but I don't know whether Kevin a, is earmarked to be on mm. all of these. But he has got a job games. in rugby. <laughs> so. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that he's named as part of the coverage, yeah. whether, whether they can get him on most most times mm. or not, um, I would imagine, one, what does the rugby union season finish at some point? May time, does it? I think so, so yeah. Around so you think that most of the games post-May he'd be available yeah. for? Brilliant. Brilliant. I, I, I am genuinely excited and I'm old, so that that's, can only be good. I reckon on viewing figures, we'll wait for the one in a couple of weeks at Warrington. The only thing, and, and I was quite excited when Toulouse won, and hopefully planning to get to Toulouse to see a game there at some point in this season. Um, More spectators than players, perhaps. But the, the spectacular implosion over vaccines, oh. and I mean, it just... You can't write it, can you? What it's, very, happens, it's very sad. What happens if restrictions are lifted? I mean, they're, they're going to be here Don't now know. at the end of February. If, yeah. if France follows suit not long after, and clearly each country has issues of its own, um, do you think they'll be welcomed back? And... By, by Toulouse? Because mm. I, I, I I, I'm so. surprised they haven't signed for... You know, Jonathan Ford is the main one. Yeah. Well, they're two best players. Obviously, there's doubt over Corella, but Ford has gone. That's Ford, Ford, Ford has, yeah, has, has walked away. But Ford, again, is in a position where you think certainly most championship clubs mm. would, would cover him and that he would have been signed up by now. But is the fact that he hasn't because he's likely to be welcomed back into the fold in Toulouse if things change? Yeah, I, I don't have any... You'd hope so. ...inside information, but it just, it just seems madness to effectively throw away your chance at Super League after working so hard to get there. And, and also, allied to that, obviously, if Mark, Mark Roll is not playing this weekend, whether how much he plays, I don't know, but he's a he's a big loss. And they've only got, I think before that, I, I had a look at their squad, I think they've only got something like 27 players. So that's, yeah. what, 25? I mean, that's not enough no. to compete well, in Super Toronto League. Well, Toronto found that in the five games that they played 
in Super League that what uh, struck more than anything else wasn't the ability of the players that it could name first up. Mm. It's that three injuries in and you haven't got a team really. So and Toulouse have really you look at their signings with all due respect they're they're very poor. So you look at every other club, you know, including your, your Salfords and Wakefields, they've got a lot stronger squads on paper. And also, history shows that the promoted team, <laughs> what did Lee win, two games last season, three games? I mean, they struggle. So, it, that you know, unless, unless they, they pull off a miracle. Uh, well, interestingly, can, but... they've got Huddersfield on Saturday. Um, mm. And Huddersfield have left some names out of their squad have, yeah. going to France, which you would think, again, might be to do with the vaccination regulations. Maybe. I mean, it is a... It is a big issue. It's not going away anywhere. And, and we saw with Jason Tamalolo this mm. week. Um, it was funny to see some people, you know, tweeting. It's his, it's his personal information. It's his private medical. The thing is, though, it, it impacts on his ability to actually play the sport that he's paid more than a million dollars to yeah. to do. So that's why they're legitimate questions. Um, and if you're his club or fans, you want to know why your star player is not taking the field. Although he will, because he has actually had COVID, which apparently exempts him for a short period of time. If you know about Djokovic, French, yes. Yeah. That's, that's not one. yeah that, went, that went well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone who also won't be playing this week is uh, Big Bad Blake Austin uh, of the Leeds Rhinos. What did he do, Rich? I don't know. I've it was a it. slightly late... Well, it was a late enough tackle on Luke Gale in a pre-season Good. friendly to deserve a one-match ban. Was it was it a bit cheeky? Was it a bit naughty, or was it I mean, funny got, that it was Gale, the, the player that he, the strange, he essentially forced out of Ellingley? Going back to that incident, the strange thing was that it was the pass from Gale um, to um, da- David Litton mm. that Fussy Two has smashed Litton. Ah, right. So yeah. everybody at the time thought it was Fussy Two's tackle on Litton. Mm. That was the one that was being pulled up, yeah. which was actually completely legal and just yeah. very well timed. It was a bit of a the hospital, hospital pass, pass and he just nailed him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Gale's pass after he made it, he was hit slightly late by Austin, and that's why Austin got Simbin. There's been a clamped on that and, for the and there, years, and isn't there it? Hitting playmakers be. after, and there yeah. should be. I think the issue is about when the disciplinary case was heard, and not yes. whether he was guilty of a one-match ban, which he, yeah. it's, it's not being contested. So I think they, they clearly felt that he was. Um, so who will it will be? Will it be Richie Myler in the halves and Jack Walker at fullback? Phil? Could be, or it could be Cruz leaming in the halves and Brad Dwyer at hooker. But yeah, I think Walker will start. Myler will be in the halves. Well, but, but I think the issue about the Austin thing is not whether he did it or not. I think he's he's yeah he clearly did, and the one match ban is commensurate with. Um, obviously those sort of penalties it's whether or not the disciplinary could or should have mm. sat earlier yeah. and if he could or should have used the Honslet friendly which he wouldn't have played in anyway um, as the one match ban like that, one that he month, would have served like the one month that Rangy Chase has uh, wasted by not, not doing anything yeah it's good that um, but I do think the argument that just because Channel 4 had already filmed a feature about well, him he should have been <laughs> exempt is, probably doesn't wash no I mean I did enjoy yesterday's, the style. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday's Twitter spat between Rod Studd and Martin Sandler was great entertainment when I was uh, when I was working yesterday so it kind of been, must have been another day uh, whatever it was it was great fun um, but I mean this is this is the sport where We've been to Magic Weekend launch events in Newcastle in the olden days where clubs were sent players who'd been suspended or were about to be suspended or were never going to play. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of the Caroline Dragons, send someone who couldn't speak English. 
uh, which was good. Because it wasn't going to fly. To do interviews. Oh, yeah. he, he didn't either, did he? No. So it's quite he, funny, he, really. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> a great interview with me and Morgan Escaray somewhere on the internet. It would have been nice to see Austin against his old club. It would have been another narrative, and you can mm. see why Channel 4 would have filmed that in advance. And the whole Caesar and Austin combining again, in, like they did in Canberra, uh, was it 2016, when they, they took them to within an ace of the grand final. Um, it's an interesting story. Mm. Uh, but, you know. Just get Brad Wyatt. You play for Whiten. But the point, uh, I think the most important point that Rob Studd made was. Because uh, sometimes you might be contrary, but sometimes you might not be. I don't know. You, you have to you have to try and work it out, don't you? But as he said, if Phil Taylor misses a darts event, that's that's big for the general public. The general public at this moment in time don't know who Blake Austin is. So it's that's not. True. It's not. You know. That's true. And that's no knock on Blake Austin. It's no knock mm-hmm. on rugby league necessarily. But you know, the, the general public don't know who he is. Mm. It's like Wigan giving away Martin a fire signed shirt this week. Well, why don't you give away a shirt, signed shirt for one of your actual players who's still there now? You know, trying to promote the. Per- I'm not knocking Wigan for that, but promote personalities of today, not thirty years ago, whatever. Which is something I think Channel Four will do very well. Oh and yes. and one of the reasons why I think, yeah, you know, they felt Austin's um, uh, a, a character. Um, he, he's he's a guy who's a little bit out of the norm. Um, so I think they wanted to promote him in this particular game, and yeah, that's why the issue has got more publicity than perhaps it needs to. But the disciplinary should have sat in time for that decision to be made. But Lo- Loads of comments, because you're all chomping at the bit, as they say. Um, I'll work backwards. Uh, Shields is wanting giving coach trouble for £1 for each way. And that's exactly what clubs should be doing. They've got to make these games on Channel 4 events. Um, well, the great thing about Premier... Premier and Sky, and Sky, because they're behind a paywall, aren't they? Yeah, but, but the thing about Premier. Premier is the first two games they've shown have had great crowds mm. and, and loud crowds and that lends to the atmosphere and that makes more people tuning in and their social media has been very good as well telling you and you suddenly think oh where's next week's game if I'm close I, I might go and watch that so no I, I think the more that Warrington can get there uh, hats off and full credit to who, who was the, the football team this week that uh, was it Crystal Palace that played Hartlepool in the oh, cup and again, paid Williams. for all yeah. of their um, travel? But brilliant! We want more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carsten, beer at twelve thirty will not make the missus happy, but who cares? <laughs> well, his missus might. Celebrity uh, St Helens supporter Ian Boldsworth says, "How can you be a rugby league supporter and not have an affiliation with a specific team? They'd be huffing just as much if they present a new note about the game. There'll still be some. Will still moan, whatever." Ha- on, on Saturday, Channel 4 will no doubt have to promote their upcoming reunion coverage and people will moan about that. Like they say, oh, Sky never promote rugby. Yes, they do. You just don't notice it. We're only noticing all these adverts on Channel 4 for Super League because we're noticing it because they don't expect to see. Uh, Zachary says, we're the best curtain raisers he's ever seen. We <laughs> haven't seen many there. That's <laughs> it's very kind. but uh... It's going to be a new era with it being on Channel 4. It could be. I think the one the the only (laughs) I think having been again there and listened to what they're planning to do read it in the new issue no Um, you'll be able to next week we've got to be careful that they've only got ten games yeah so don't expect them to do too much too quickly the important thing is they've signed for two years so it's twenty games but if it takes them three or four to get that style over and decide what they want to do and what access they want and how they could do things you know that's not going to leave them a lot of scope for the rest of this season so I should I don't think we should expect too much too quickly but it is a great opportunity uh, I can easily answer Robert's question where's Gary no he's he's back on Tuesday we're doing a live show in Hunslet he'll be there if you can't be there we'll 
try and get it filmed and it'll be a podcast as well. So uh, he, he's he is back. We'll get the benefit of his uh, his predictions. Vision and awareness. Um, which will all be wrong. Uh, Emma <laughs> says, what are your thoughts on the Premier Sports lineup? You know what, this is... Uh, and I'm not saying this to be pedantic. I've not seen any of it because I don't subscribe to the channel, no, which right. I probably should do. But it's just an extra expense. Um, I think what they get right from, I prefer from my point of view, <laughs> I think that their experts are really good because they um, have have a, an ability to explain what's happened. So Kevin Brown and Leon Price are really good at that. Jodie Cunningham's great because she comes at it for, again from a slightly different perspective in the questions she asks. Um, Emma Jones is is absolutely great at presenting it because again I think she's learned as you've always said about Mark Chapman you're not really there to proffer an opinion you're there to get the best out of those that do have an opinion and mm. Adam Hills sort of will, will do the same the first thing he said was don't look at me as an expert I, I am I'm here to be a translator if you like well Emma can can operate in that role as well um, not sure about the commentator I, I don't know he's everywhere he's everywhere you can't escape from him he's the best Yes. So yeah, um, I, I think they've got it. Re- they've got it right. You know, it, it's. I think you almost don't notice a good commentator because they're really good at what they do. But if you happen to stumble on something in whatever sport, and you don't take to the commentator, it's a massive distraction. So much so that if you are just a floating viewer, like the footballs or anything, oh, watch the football a bit. But the commentator's not one to your way. There's the guy. Um, ITV is at Sam Matterface. He's very Marmite, isn't he? Because people, oh, some people, Marmite. He's atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he, he yeah, he. He gets he, a lot of stick on social media because he's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I think those commentators. But yeah, proves your point, Rich. <laughs> those commentators that are there to describe the action and not themselves. Yeah. It's the, the, it's the, the Richie Benno style, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you absolutely. don't you don't just speak to fill airtime. You. Yeah. You make pointed observations, and you you facilitate your your experts and your pundits, and and you make and if it is exciting, you make it sound exciting, yes. and if it isn't, you don't dress it up as though it is. Yes, yeah. without yeah. saying everything in the olden days was great because obviously it wasn't, but Test Match Special was much better in the olden days than it is now. But you know, that's, well, that's just opinions what, on personalities. One, of, one of the most famous pieces of commentary ever. They think it's all over. Mm. Gap. It is now. Yeah, the pause. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes what isn't said that makes it, rather than constant rambling. That Speaking of great punditry, I did just notice on Facebook um, Phil Clark's predictions oh, for the year. Stop, I'll just stop. I'll just give him a quick read. Oh, by Grand the way, final winners: oh, yeah. Warrington Wolves. Warrington, is that here? Is that here in France? Yeah, I mean, they have won a lot of grand finals in the last sixty-six years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Man of Steel, Brad Takarangi. I don't really have an opinion on the Man of Steel because I don't know anything about rugby. No, I mean, he's a good player, Brad Tucker. I mean, just be careful when he's driving around the, the streets. But, yeah. Um, I, so I don't know if Phil Clark's doing it for laughs well, or kicks what, or what. But, I, yeah. mean, before, I mean, Salford was the I was famous say, one. Before yeah. they ever did get anywhere near yeah. a grand final, he was yeah. he was talking up Salford. I think that was the Kukash area, yeah. I think I've seen him saying Hull KR are, are going to maybe gonna go win. close to a grand final. So. I think they'll finish above Hull. But yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily sticking my neck on the line there. No, no. And, and no. my tipping is notoriously poor. So, I think the, the other thing to mention about why this season looks quite exciting, and, and I think you've alluded to it in your uh, piece that you've done for the eye, is that a quarter of the coaches have changed. 
and there's a feeling more than, more than a quarter. Well, a quarter have sort of changed over the close season. Yeah, yeah. but and, if, if you're looking at if you look at the one, nearly half, yeah, in, if, in if you include months, yeah. um, you know really those who took and, over yeah. whilst the last season won. But I think as well there seems to be a change in philosophy, and that the teams who are going to be successful are those that encourage their sides to play rather than stifle. So I think you know it's going to be really interesting watching Warrington under Daryl Powell because yes, he's got to be successful and more pressure heaped on him by Phil Clark. But I think they're going to have to play a certain style that they didn't under Steve Price. Mm. I think Lee Radford has got to inherit that mantle of you can't just be what your old whole team were. You've, you, you, there's, a, there's almost a, a licence you have to entertain if you're going to have that classic that isn't cast the DNA, mantle. isn't it, yeah. I think uh, Paul Rowley at Salford is looking at wanting to play a certain way whereby mm. he wants his guys to express themselves. Um, I think Richard Agar is of that philosophy at Leeds and always has been and he's a disciple of Tony Smith mm. and they're not going to change at Hull K either way and, and you're starting to look down the league Willie Poaching as well is of that Tony Smith school of you, I would encourage you if you see it player to play power. it yeah. um, you, you've got a lot of the league this year that are going to entertain um, perhaps not in the early rounds when the weather's terrible <laughs> but um that's going to put the focus and the spotlight on clubs like Hull, particularly, um, maybe Huddersfield, because I think Ian Watson isn't renowned for that. Um, and again, you look at some of the signings they've made, I, I think Danny Levy's going to be a good signing for them, but I think they're going to be more of one of the more direct sides rather than expansive. Um, Wigan will be really interesting in that regard, because Matty Pete is saying all the right things. I think he's really impressive in the way he's gone about. Um, he's got an English degree, Phil. Well, and when, he's gone up in my, gone up in my estimation. Somebody who yeah. reads books. Oh, no, I know. I know. Maybe if he needs to find a bookshop in Leeds, <laughs> you can you can help him out. But the um, the fact is that behind him, over his shoulder, is Sean Wayne, and we know the way Sean wants to play the game. He's learned off Sean Wayne and Michael Maguire. So you can say <laughs> you can, we're going to play expansively, yeah, but the, yeah. the possibility is the DNA of that I think club. The means proof that of the pie is in the eating. Proof of the pies is in the playing. But um, I think it's interesting because I think teams that are successful this year will play rugby, and that's refreshing. And one one thing I did notice on social media this week, I didn't. Read it all. I just glanced at it, but was was Sean Wayne having a bit of a dig at Warrington, or perhaps he something about that they didn't impress him in the friendly? He's a big fan of Daryl Powell, isn't he? Yeah, they get. Oh, we do. They get, no, I mean, that's yeah, but that's great. That's no, what we need. We that's a storyline. Yeah, we want a bit of we want a bit of rivalry, a bit Absolutely. of especially when, especially when he's not the one picking the team and doesn't have to deal with the fallout. No, good. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Carson asks, could Toulouse register players from their elite one side, elite mm. side to? Uh, play in Super League after French season I think the squad that they named had a player in who hasn't been in there uh, fully announced squad in fact I don't think he even had a number allocated to him so I, I think, think that's, they could I think that's already happening yeah I think the, that's already the, happening the problem with that is are I mean, they good enough yeah where do you rate the I mean I I, I, I can hold my hand up. I've never watched the competition but it would probably rank, rank below League One no, I think um, on, par? on par with the championship. I think when you look really? at some of the okay. players who, like well. Maloney's playing there, and Batteri, yeah, but that, that's only they really, are the exception. Yeah, I was going to say that's really Not the only rule. the yeah. But I, I think no, I think it's um, championship standard rather than league one. Yeah, I would hazard a guess most of them are not. Up no, to the rigors but again, I think Toulouse bringing in a player who has never played at that level, um, it, it's it's a dangerous road to go down. Yeah. 
Um, Matt has tweeted me, um, having mentioned Martin Fire and giving away a shirt. I don't know why I got onto that point, but anyway, I did. Uh, it's Wigan's 150th anniversary, says Matt. Maybe it's the anniversary of the fact that he's a legend. Of course, as uh, Neil Armstrong, who was with us last week, will tell us it's not their 150th no. anniversary. Well, they're lying to you. We're going to lie to you. So, uh, <laughs> See, it's a, it's a great excuse to have a scotch made. And a new badge. Yeah. Wakefield have got a new badge. It says Wakefield Trinity on it. It's very clean. Nice. We've also got pies, apparently, on Sunday. Have they? Wow. Yeah. So the chips have gone, but we've got pies. That's, that's my... Now they've got my wage off the books. <laughs> I'll eat as many pies as I can just to make up for you, Rich. Were they established in 1873, as per their badge? Yes. Uh, Their old badge. Oh, is that their old badge? Yeah. I don't don't know why they've changed it. There'll be some marketing nonsense reason for it, isn't there? But um, it makes sense, though, because on the women's shirt, it sometimes said they established in 1873, which, of course, the club was, but the women's team wasn't. But I don't know. We've signed some players, way for women anyway, so it's good. Um, Castle's not got any players left, I don't think. It's a bit disappointing. Women's Super League season coming. So, Challenge Cup next month. I think I've got to a couple of games. In the Group stages, aren't Yeah, yeah. Well, Wakefield might win some. So, you know, I've got to get on the bandwagon now. Why are we shorter forward, says Sheila? Wakefield might be to an extent as well. Is there a dearth of forwards? Has someone got them all? Where, where are they? I suspect that, again, going back to the style that teams are going to play with, I think we're going to move away from having too many big players and actually having more mobile forwards but now scrums are back so they can have a rest um, although clearly Hull hadn't read that message because they just signed big forwards is that in Adam Pearson's uh, style guide for signings just big big Polynesians well I know I'm sure no doubt we'll talk about each of the teams and the fixtures coming up but I do think that Hull have got the most difficult start not in terms of necessarily who they're playing no. But if they were to lose at Wakefield on Sunday, I think their second yeah. game is away... Oh, no, home to St Helens? I think that's right, yeah, on Channel 4. And you wouldn't want to start with the potential of two defeats. They've got a few injuries. I was going to say, presumably Jake Connors, broken hair, not, not playing. But they've not announced the squad yet. Yeah. Someone tell Channel 4 not to speak to him then, just in case. Yeah, don't. But I think they... Um, they there's always a club that picks up quite a lot of injuries in pre-season and never actually shakes it off. Mm. Um, it looks like it could be Hull. Uh, it's really season. the last thing, though. Considering how bad they were in the final third of last season, it's the and last thing they need. What what they probably didn't need as well is is just signing Cade Evans is another of what they've already got. Mm. Um, I don't... I, I, haven't seen in pre-season a huge amount of variety in what they're going to do this year, mm. uh, which, you know, they'll probably win their first two games and be top of the league, which I accept. <laughs> um, but it, I think they've got the toughest start of all because the, the biggest amount of pressure will be on them. Well, let's talk about the Championship then before we jump into the Super League as uh, we'll forget and run out of time. Um, yeah, because we don't want the chiller to go. No, witness the top. As our Batley and Barrow, because there's the league table after two games. And after one game, that was pointless. But after two, it's even more pointless. Because it's not even right, this, because Benson beat Lee on, on Monday on the telly. Um, although that doesn't factor in this league table. But So that was it. What, what a week for Lee. They win by 50 points. They get hammered at, at Feb. Um, but Witness, they obviously were very impressed. They've got 104 points already. Who do they think they are? Uh, well, they've got 17, won't yeah. they? Or did they get 68? No one's quite sure. No one's quite sure. That's uh, a minimum requirement, knowing what the result of a game is. I mean, fairness, I, I lost count of Wakefield versus Huddersfield women last year, so and I was about the only media person there. So, <laughs> well, in fact, I was. 
So, I mean, that's even more concerning. Um, how can I bring it? No, anyway. Um, so, yeah, witness are starting well. That's good. Um, York bounced back from uh, losing on the telly to beat Dewsbury 30 points to two. Uh, Barrow beat Whitehaven in the big Barrow isn't in really in Cumbria atrocious but conditions ridiculous 18-4 Batley they've certainly well because they're on our programme 32-40 we like winners columnists yeah. now in 40 there you go. Uh, Halifax beat London again in atrocious conditions the footballers they didn't play the, night, the day before did they at Halifax Town but the, uh, the, the rugby league players did which no doubt will have buggered up the pitch and give Halifax Town fans, something to moan about. 28-0 for uh, Halifax over London. Some people are already saying London in crisis, uh, but they were saying that before the season anyway. And uh, Sheffield Eagles beat Bradford at 28-14, which is always funny. Uh, so, well done, the Eagles. That's a massive result for the Eagles, having lost to Barrow the week before. Yeah, re- week the mighty before. Eagles. The only, the only, I think, downside, and interesting again on that, that Bradford are now at Lee on Monday, and if Bradford were to lose two out of three... Would the natives start getting restless? I don't know. Um, the only disappointment in the championship was the crowd at Newcastle. Because I think the crowds have been really good. We said that last week. And again, you know, 3,500 at Bradford is great. Uh, 1,500 at Halifax in that weather against London, perfectly acceptable. Uh, Whitehaven Barrow, not far short of 2,000. 3,500 at Widnes, which is, again, mm. very encouraging. Uh, 1,500 at York, uh, which wasn't quite as... The three and a half thousand they got against Featherstone, but you know, yeah. perfectly acceptable. But only six hundred and thirty-eight at Newcastle, and they've gone full time. And there's a lot of, again, good vibes around the place. Um, we're going there for for magic and the start of the World Cup. You, you would hope that the there was a bit more interest about over a thousand. You would hope for a for a home game. Um, so that that that's a bit of a concern. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering who Bradford are going to play against the uh, Midlands Hurricanes on Saturday in a pre-season friendly since they played Lee on Monday. It was always meant to be a reserve team fixture. Have they got any players on Joe Reg from Leeds? Well, or one, one who they did have on loan is, is in the Leeds squad again for Saturday, so Jared O'Connor won't be playing. Joe Reg thing, people upset because uh, Dewsbury have got the Hull Kingston Rovers vice-captain playing for them on, on Sunday, but... You can't just say, oh, it's only like players we don't like who can play on the old bench. <laughs> well, he's coming back yeah. from injury, so... And the reserves haven't started yet, which is a, you know... Reserves is the panacea to all ills. No, we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, but 20,000 people watched Scoy play for the reserves in 1983 or something. <laughs> so. 20,000 at the Boulevard. When I was ball boy, reserve... Uh, Alliance games back in the early 90s there were not thousands of people at Bellevue on that first day. You've got to ask why did we stop doing reserves? Because no one well because it's cheaper to send players to And the thing is this is a season whereby again we're cramming in 27 rounds leading up to a World Cup we've still got dual reg we've still got loan we've still got Covid regulations at the moment and the possibility of a 48-0 defeat if you don't fulfil a fixture we we probably shouldn't be having reserve grade this year. This was not the year to, to bring it back. So what a Saturday it is, right? On the telly, Leeds versus Warrington, followed by Lock Lane versus Rochdale Hornets on our, on the Sportsman, followed by Royal Navy versus York Acorn on our league, followed by Toulouse versus Huddersfield on you're, Sky. You're also missing the, the two All-Star games. And the, and the, the Well, yeah. yeah, that's Australia. I've got to get up early for that. Sorry. <laughs> Nine, I think one of the games is 9-2. Yeah, but I'm like Women's Rugby <laughs> League correspondent person I'm going to go put sitting I'll tape it and watch it afterwards <laughs> practice your heart gun as long as anyone comes on and swears afterwards <laughs> which is always good 
because um, they, they do it. they love that in Australia. As we're probably not talking about Australia at the moment because their season doesn't start. We're talking about cricket. No, I was going <laughs> to. I was going to say it doesn't count. You lost. Yeah. We we have lost. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Some Very sad incredibly news. significant players for the sport, whether they played over the other side or, or here. Uh, Johnny Raper, one of the original immortals. Olsen Filipina this morning. Uh, the man, the man who um, really started the trend of Pacifica Rugby League players coming over and, and playing, and, and now we're, we're absolutely indebted to the skill and talent of them. Uh, and of course, Des Drummond. Mm. You know, three of the the real greats in New Zealand, Australia, and and in England, and 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 that's that's cast a shadow over the start of the season. Yeah, it's very, how, how, it's very I sad. Mean, Johnny Raper. The more I read about him, the more you think that. The greatest post-war forward to play for Australia? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything he didn't do. I think, I mean, was it something like eight premierships? In a row. George, I mean, captain Australia, World Cup win, I think in, was it 68 or? Yeah, and had had played for Australia from 59 to 68, I think 39 tests. Yeah, 39 tests. He was undroppable, unless he was injured, he played. Yeah, and he wasn't a big... No, he was he was quite small, but he was skillful. He was tough, and, and an think, exemplary tackle. Yeah, and he could drink apparently. Oh, but he loved champagne. Yeah, well, apparently, you know, I think I heard one story. I think it was last year, something about he'd um, had a big night on the drink, uh, slept in his car. I think it might have even been before a grand final, and then um, you know woke up not feeling too good, so he decided to go for like a four mile run. You know, as a warm up. I mean. He, they don't uh, make them like that anymore. He was sure. incredibly fit, and a lot of that was running off alcohol, apparently. Yeah. But that, he, if you've seen any of the footage on social media, it mm. looked absolutely apparently amazing. A, a lovely guy, you know, yeah. very approachable, yeah. very down to earth. Became a test um, selector as well. And I mean, he's an immortal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't really. I mean, in terms of uh, from the from the Australian side of things, you can't get a, a greater honour than himself. Yeah. You know, Bob um, Fulton, Graham Langlands, and Clive Churchill. So, so we we. You know, Olsen Filipina, probably the only player I ever saw who tamed Wally Lewis in a test match. I was just, I was just about to say, I mean, I don't remember him, even though I, I was watching games in the 80s, I don't remember him playing for Balmain yeah. or North. I remember but him coming over here on a Kiwi I've tour. Got, I've got the book uh, Big about L. him, yeah, that, I, that I'm planning to read when I have some time. But, yeah, he terrorised Wally Lewis mm. in, in a test match, or I think more than one. I mean, that, yeah. that says it all. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, and Des Drummond, you you would have, um, I would have seen. Would you have seen his, I, I think in his later days at Warrington, mm-hmm. yeah, um, fantastic. I, I read this stat last week and it's very young, wasn't he? Too, Des. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it goes back to. Well, Olsen was only sixty-five. Yeah, it goes back to the exposure of people on free-to-air television. Des Drummond, not just in his playing career then, because of course we didn't have Sky or whatever in those days, but well, not in the early days of his career, but. Appearing on superstars, which you well, and, and, and in an Olympic qualifying time, yeah, it was I obviously think, quick, which is really yeah, cool, well. isn't it? A genuine superstar mm. of rugby league who then went and proved to the watching nation that we weren't all big buffets, yeah, yeah. that we were absolute athletes. And Keith Fielding had done it the generation before, um, but the two of them, but, but again, when you saw Desi's name on a team sheet for the opposition, you just thought. I would love him on our team. <laughs> he was fantastic. The great, the greatest try, international try of the century, scored by Mr. G. Schofield in Brisbane in '84. I think Desu was outside him, handled two or three times in that. Just, just brilliant. Uh, almost unstoppable when he had the ball in his hands. 
We'll ask him on on Tuesday. Oh, sure we have to. Have plenty we have to. Say about yeah, we'll take some Kleenex because he'll he 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 will cry. He was gen, genuinely upset when he heard the news, um, as you would be. Um, but yeah, what a wonderful play and and. So, you know, the like of which we'd like to see still in the game, uh, playing their trade on, on Channel 4 so we can build them up as superstars. And as we always say at this point, it's, it, it's important we tell these people how great they are while they're still around so they know how much they are loved and respected. As, yeah, and as I think the, the sad thing as well for, uh, for, for Des is that he had just been invited back to Lee who was celebrating... This year, winning the championship in 1982 was absolutely integral part of that, and they've got events planned. And you know, on the eve of that, to hear that one of the people that made that happen wasn't going to be able to join them was uh, was very sad. The season starts tonight. It uh, does because it, it, it always continues; in it never fact, stops. Unfortunately, an hour and a bit. Um, St. Helens versus Catalans in the traditional repeat of the grand final game that Sky always put on on the first weekend. Um, they're going to win a fourth straight time, aren't they, John? I think if you were a betting man or woman, you would be having a flutter on that. I mean, they just—they're just an amazing team. Um, and if you look at the other teams in the competition, and I think Catalans are probably the, the strongest challengers, at least on paper. I, I can't really see any weakness in St Helens. I mean, obviously, they get ten to fifteen injuries, but. They've, they've had injuries over the last three years and they've managed to cope and they've, they've gotten a great academy system. You look at their signings that are brought in in, in Hopawati and Tyrannan and obviously Joey Lussick who you know, was so Big good Connie. at Salford. Big Connie's dropped, what, 10, 15 kilograms? Oh, I that mean, picture they used on, on the BBC website, that was a shocker of a picture. Oh. I think I the, didn't, I didn't the, thing, oh. the thing about St Helens is at every prediction league that I've seen <laughs> on social media or in papers or magazines... I don't. I haven't found anybody that hasn't said St Helens are going to be top of the league. Uh, that's Still how fine. good they are. No, well, he said Warrington will win <laughs> the grand final. He's, he's yeah. probably got St Helens top of the league, but um, I think he's got Toulouse top of the league. <laughs> but the um, the thing about St Helens is they lose players who you would think is, are going to make a huge material difference, like Lachlan Coo and Theo Farge, and then you think. Yeah, but that's just made room for Jack Wellsby and Lewis Dodd. And well, the, the people forget about Theo Farge. He didn't play about half the no. season. Lewis Dodd seamlessly came in. He played in the grand final. You know, he, they groomed him perfectly. Yeah. And, and they're going to miss Rig and Grace for maybe the first month of the season. But that's an opportunity for a Conrad Hurrell to come in. Or, and you just think, they've got, they've got wow, that, yeah. that, that's great recruitment, great junior development, um, and a coach who... who consistently gets the best out of what he's got so why wouldn't you think they were going to win it again? and I think if it's James Roby's final season perfect way to go out for the grand final and also Christian Wolf. I mean I think if you had, if you were going to put a bet on he'll be coaching in the NRL next year it's the perfect way to kind of sign off his time Post World Cup three. With, when he wins the World Cup with Tonga <laughs> yeah well that, that that would be some <laughs> send off yeah that I think there'd be a statue uh, in a few places. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I, I'm not sure as sure about Catalan. I think, again, that's a really interesting team to to watch this year. I don't think they over-exceeded last year. I think they brilliantly cured their travel sickness. Mm. I, I don't know if they can do it again this year. I, I don't think they're any weaker. But I think, again, we talk about style of play. They're not going to be expansive. Not initially. They can be if they want to be. And, and with Arthur Morgan, again, who is injured and he's not going to play for um, the first few probably months of the season, 
there's an X factor that they could have bought off the bench that they're not going to have. You don't you don't think they're stronger though with with Dylan Napper and, and Tyler yeah, May? I mean, obviously Mitchell th- Pierce is a very very similar to James Wine in terms of I mean they yeah. literally were a halves combination. I, at the I think they are. I think Napper is renowned as one of the best defenders in the game. Um, so yeah, that ups that side of their game. I think. Um, Toro May is just coming off an NRL grand final win. May could be anything and could mm. play in a number of positions, which is great. Pierce is interesting because he's going to need some time to bed in in that key position. Um, no matter how good you are, you move, you're not only moving to a new club, but a whole new cultural lifestyle. You can't expect him to start with Catalan the way he probably finished. Um, interesting. you know. Mm. I think all those young players... They've, they've got part, to play them though. Yeah, but no, but they gained experience last year, yeah, and yeah. you know, talking to to some of the Catalans players in 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 the off season, I think they're they're thinking that, that those young kids have got experience last year. Yes, they'll be better for that. They're developing. They've so just they just got to be, be played, and, yeah, and, and well, that's the thing that you know. Sometimes Steve McNamara is is a little conservative in his team selections, mm. and the kids are the ones that tend to get left out. Daryl Powell, by comparison, if he sees a kid that he thinks can play, he's not worried, he'll play him. Mm. Uh, I think Matty Ashton, for example, is going to be a different player under Daryl Powell because he'll get, like, you do what I ask you to do, you're in every week. Will he be playing at fullback though? Or no, will he'll be playing on the wing. On the wing, yeah. To start okay. with. But no, I think with Catalans, I think you know if they win tonight, if that's a real that's yeah, a real that's statement. A statement. Yeah, 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 going yeah. to Lone Tree Park and yeah. sorry, totally wicked stadium. But uh, I don't think they win more tonight. So if you listen to this after tonight's game and Catalan have won, well, I didn't just say that. I've got a bet on St Helens, so I really hope they don't win. But anyway, I, I found my uh, gamble league, responsible. I found my league table. I want uh, a Saints double men and women to win their, uh, and it's not going to be the biggest uh, double out there. And I've forgotten now the season started. I should have asked them weeks ago, but never mind. Um, yeah, I've got Saints top and I've got Catalan's third because it's an arbitrary list of teams, and I knew we wanted Ooh, top. You got second. Well, they play on Saturday, so we'll come to that in a moment. Because on Friday, there are two games. One's on telly, it's Hokiao versus Wigan at the exciting Craven Park Megadome. Really looking forward to that. food and everything. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> a stadium with food? Yeah, I know. But <laughs> and everyone's, everyone's doing it now, aren't they? Everyone's having isn't, it now, isn't it now the Sewell uh, Group Craven Park? Oh, I don't know. It should be the Willie Mason Megadome. It's still Bellevue to me, and it's now called the... <laughs> Be well Stadium. I remember it was the Hearwell Stadium. Oh, the Atlantic Solutions Stadium was oh, a good one. I'll, yes. be, I'll be well if I can get a park. That's yeah. yeah, you will, but it'll <laughs> yeah, be in Doncaster. Yeah, we're going to build. We're going to build a stand on that. So you want, I don't know where you're going to park what we've built. You know, rebuilt it. Ronnie Walker Memorial Stadium. What do you mean? He's not alive. Castleford. No, no. Hokiao first. Where am I? Hokiao Wigan. We mentioned this game briefly in passing. This is an interesting one because obviously Wigan under new management. And Hulke are not, but exciting and half the back at what they did last year. Well, they've lost some key players. We're going to, I don't think it's been, you know, they lost the Jackson Hastings, the man of steel, a couple of years ago. They lost Oliver Gildart, um, a couple of forwards there turning club, Joe Borg. Uh, there's some others that I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but. George Burgess. Yeah, we kind of left. No, but he, yeah. he left, but he yeah. was part of But them. I think that if you look at their recruitment, they've essentially signed three players from the NRL who aren't weren't real, you know, regular first graders, unlike St. Ellen's, who yep. signed all, well, yep. apart from Musick, established NRL first graders. So they could be very good signings. They could be astute signings. 
but we don't really know. I think Maygill's a good signing. I think he's not he, seen really a lot of him. I mean, I don't think he he um, played a lot of. I think he, he's got the size and athleticism mm. to 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 be a hit over mm. here. Pressure on Cade Cust. Yeah. Um, well, because, most of his because again, been a hooker. He, he's going to be Jackson. He's got to be Jackson Hastings. Yeah, isn't it? it's a big yeah, and also Bevan French. Probably won't play for I don't know how long. I don't even know if he's back in the country no, yet. I think he's, he's due back next week. Yeah, I mean he's going to take some time, but you think Zach Hardaker will be at fullback, which is which is not a bad uh, no, no. A choice. It's but right. Bevan Hep French, you know, you you would want him Excellent. at his yeah. So I think um, I, I think Hulk KR real good chance of this opening game at home, big crowd, a lot of positivity yeah. around Hulk KR. I I I thought they might struggle a bit this year because they'd have the target on their yeah, back and everybody do. would yeah. say, look, yeah. we need to they stop the them target. playing the way they want. But actually, I think that from every the sound that's coming out of Hulk KR is they're actually mm. relishing that. They're going to take that on board. Um, I think Danny Maguire joining the coaching staff and taking a particular interest in developing their halfbacks is mm. is a really big step forward. Um, n- not that those kids aren't talented anyway, mm. but just having him in their ear at training well, all more, the time. More experience for Mikey Lewis, oh, you know, straight. Yeah. If, if, you know, if you're Mikey Lewis and somebody says you can have Danny Maguire at every training session. Well, that was his idol growing yeah. up. You know, that was the player he idolised. Yeah, I don't think it gets much much sweeter for him. And I think Lachlan Coote at the back is massive. Yes. I yeah. think uh, you put him in with Kenny Dowell and Hall and you've suddenly got that, yeah, we'll play a bit. But a actually, if we need to just, mm. you know, slow it down for 10 minutes or kick to the corner or regroup or take a breath or you've got three guys there that can run a game uh, so I yeah I, I, I'm really interested I'm really looking forward to this game because I, I think it'll be a, a, an interesting test of who Wigan are going to be that what their identity is going to be this year and I think it'll be a real feel good factor about Hull KR and they'll probably get at least eight and a half thousand there and it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in that stadium here's the sarcastic part were you invited to Wigan's media day John? I was did you go I didn't go. No, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't make it. But by all accounts, schmoozing the media weren't they giving out stuff and having a no. I mean, all credit to them. In all seriousness, I mean, there's quite a few clubs who didn't have any media day. Um, I only get invited to Castleford, so I can't. (laughs) (laughs) As as you see, it says in my Twitter bio, not the journalist. I think people take that seriously. There's quite a few clubs who either held them on Zoom or didn't hold them at all, or I didn't get invited. But no, full credit to to Wigan. Open up the gym. You could get any player you want. I mean, that's the kind of. The access, that but also I think once they'd done it, a couple of other clubs who might not have thought of doing mm. it said, "We'll we'll operate the same way." Mm. So it was important that one club said, "We're not going to do it on Zoom." Because if you, we talk about you know TV coverage increasing, which it is, mm-hmm. in terms of actual journalists going to games, going that has decreased, and in terms of mainstream media coverage, you know, in print and I would arguably say online um, has decreased as well. So. Yeah, Which, I think getting back to in action. terms of quantity and quality, definitely quality. Um, but that seriously, makes, that makes no sense. Sky reverting to an eight o'clock kickoff for their games. I don't. Yeah, has that been explained? I've not seen. Uh, another thing that strikes me as odd, Phil, and I mean it, it's probably a component of the Saturday fixtures, which we don't really haven't really had twelve thirty kickoffs. But there's not many Sunday games. Mm-hmm. There's more kind of more one game playing on Saturday. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of a standard. You would usually get two or three mm-hmm. games on a Sunday. Yeah, we've we seem to there's a an unusual spread in looking at the first few rounds. There's not many games on a Friday night. Usually there would be three or four sometimes. So but. W- without guessing, are either Cass or Salford playing on Thursday next week? Because Cass would usually play on a Sunday if they're not on telly. Because uh, Wakefield always play at nine. 
something that's always been the traditional mm. day, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the yeah. televised games are. Next week. We don't. I, I ask you the question. We don't know the. Oh, it's we, Wigan Leeds on Friday. Is the televised game? Right. But no, the eight o'clock. I don't. I don't know why that is. And also, we, which of course means we're not having pe- the video ref that we were. People promised. will now complain that there's no reports in the national media on uh, Sky televised games because they'll miss the deadline when they finish. Clubs should do what Wigan did, don't they? Open up access, not just yeah. pre-season, but. All the time. And I think that's been one of the impressive things about Matty Pete. That he yeah, has yeah, he's said been willing to engage. They, yeah. they lost a link, perhaps, with um, telling people what they were doing and why they were doing it mm. with the community and with the press. And uh, it was almost as if, because we're Wigan, you're, you know, you need to come and report us rather than we need to give you reason to come and report us. And I think he wants to change all that, probably because he's got an English degree, but... Um, <laughs> But good on them, uh, you know. I hope I hope that works for. Them. Well, well, let's see all the clubs. Not, Scully not wants them to be relegated. Does he? Yeah. He wouldn't put that in print, but he does. No. It's, it's not bitter at all, is he? No, no not no. at all. CG doing my job for me. Warrington Cast next Thursday. I've only got this week's pet pack. I don't have next week's yet. So, um, um, so Hulk oh yes, Daryl Powell. Um, oh yeah. yeah, his first two yeah, games yeah, are against yeah. his two former clubs, yeah. which uh, Hope, again, hopefully Lee Redford's playing LFC. So he's cast. He yeah. um, so that's Hull versus Wigan. Um, I've got Wigan finishing fifth for some reason. But again, I just made it up. I just... The big thing is, because we've got 27 <laughs> rounds... Who are, you, who are you, Boris Johnson, just <laughs> making things up? Because we've got 27 rounds, injuries are going to play a factor. And the one thing nobody can factor in when they're we're all sitting down going... Oh, will be in disorder is yeah. you just don't know who the teams that aren't going to pick their best players I think there are a number of teams though obviously because there are a lot of new coaches there are a number of teams you just generally don't know how yeah. they I mean I think I think probably as you said everyone's picked St Helens to win and everyone's picked Toulouse yep. to go down yeah um, other sure, than that surely the yeah. aforementioned Gemma Carter will pick Salford to win yeah I'm she probably, is biased but she's yeah. allowed to win well, she doesn't watch yeah. any games, I don't, I don't so it's a bit hard to kind of pick. I don't you know. think she's put them to win, but she certainly hasn't put them 10th or 11th <laughs> yeah. where most other people yeah. have put them. Her and Mike Pete could talk about books. Yeah, yeah. That could be, that could be a thing. Wigan TV could do that, so there's an idea for you. Uh, Matty recommend, Matty's recommended reads as told to Gemma Carter. Also on Friday, at the soon-to-be-renovated Super Jungle, Castleford versus Salford. It's a very exciting that Castleford are going to... Oh, Richie Mathers... What a what a line he spun on the Twitter the other day saying, "Why did they build a stadium that Castle Wakefield could share?" I think, people, I think I said that six years ago. People got very upset about it. I thought, did they? No, no, it makes sense, doesn't it? I, I, I forgot to ask because I was in the press conference when they were talking about this. I forgot to ask. You know, was there any thought about that? We'll get Pop Richie. Yeah, we'll come in. Yeah. I, nothing kind of um, compares to a to a story about a stadium development. The amount of argument and. Not not people, people very protective of the jungle, even though you you have to urinate against the wall. Um, and you didn't plug your laptop in in case it diffuses the floodlights. <laughs> I broke a chair there, wouldn't you? They see Mark broke a chair at Fev the other day, so you know. I, I felt, I, in saying know, that, he's, he's the, slightly lighter than that. The Wi-Fi doesn't work in the St Helens media room, and that's a new stadium. So, yeah, I mean, but no, it's it's just. I mean, it's it's only a good thing if they get you know the approval, much like Wakefield. To improve the state. I mean, as, as I said, they could bring in an extra. They can earn an extra million pounds. Yeah, yeah. 
They've got to do great. it. Yeah. They've got to it's long overdue. And, and if they can retain the character that they've got yes. at the moment, yeah. but modernise the facility, yeah. which I think is the plan, it, yeah. that works. Th- this game it will. I, you know, I'm, I'm envious of you being there because I'd love to be there. I, I think um, the atmosphere is going to be. If you get nine and a half thousand in that ground, um, yeah. it will be rocky. Yeah. So. Um, and I think in that game, I think I think that'll inspire Cass in this first game. I think with Salford as well. Um, interviewing Ryan Brearley recently, he was sort of hinting that Salford might start a bit slow. It might take them a bit of while to they've get got, going. They've, they've got, got some, some injuries, injuries as well. yeah, in the th- centres. Three, yeah, three quarters. Yeah, Carl Watkins, Dan Sargentson's out. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll. You know, I've, I mean, I'm tipping Cass to win, so Salford will probably win by forty. <laughs> but um, no, I think it could be a good. You know, I think if, if Jake Truman is is fit, you know, interested to see how he goes in a World Cup year because you can't have too much competition at uh, at half back. Um, and and again, I think Lee Radford will want to make a statement. Yes. His first game, yeah. it's yeah. at home. A lot Big of people crowd. are turning up. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. they've signed what five six players, which slightly means that they've got bigger backs and. Uh, you know they've lost Oliver Holmes and Peter Matauti, who are arguably would be their best forward and best back over the last couple of seasons. So how they change that around would be really interesting. But I love watching Nile Levels play. Um, big season for Danny Richardson because I think he needs to stamp his his Born mark on the as team. well. Yeah, captain. But yep. yeah, I think you know what you're going to get from him. So yep. yeah, I, I think that'll be a great game. Cast cast for me, but uh, again, first round you can't read anything into it. I can't believe Adam Milner's 30. He doesn't look 30. Baby I said, face. I said, Baby do you face. feel like you're a veteran? You've had new testimonies. Do you feel like a veteran? He said, no. Don't speak like that. He's, he's, he's properly well-spoken. He's Adam Milner. He went to a proper school. Uh, I've got Cass finishing sixth. Again, you don't care, but I'm telling you, because I've got it written in front of me, so I'm going to tell you. Salford, I've got finishing second bottom. That's all. I think it'll be re- really interesting to hinge on, on how Brody Croft goes. Yeah, I mean he's a great sign. We talk about Kay yeah. Cuss, yeah, you know, doing a Jackson Hastings. Well, Brody Croft's the exact same two Absolutely. NRL clubs. Absolutely, was the next big thing. I just it think when when you've come through the Melbourne system, mm. and then um, you know you you you've not really made it when you've moved on. He he more than anybody this year has a point to prove. He does, uh, yeah. but he has the talent. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing. I think, I think if he can, it's just when he's got form. enough players around him that can yeah. capitalise on. Well, if you if you look at the Salford team on paper, they've they've got they've a lot got, of experience yeah. there. You know, they've got a lot of internationals. So, um, Paul Rowley's never never coached in Super League. Obviously, a long, long time in the in the mm. Championship and, and the League One. So, yeah. Yeah. assistant at Super League. Like really interested so. to see how they uh, how they go. Who are the Toronto fans support this year? Then we're going to support Salford. I mean, we know. Uh, Sammy's got a league season to go to, so she's a proper traitor. Speaking of Leeds, she likes uh, the pre-match fair. Yeah, that's because she's in the posh sheets, isn't she? Leeds Rhinos versus Warrington Wolves, 12.30s on Channel 4, the home of Kabaddi and sumo wrestling and Gaelic <laughs> football, and now Rugby League with uh, TV's Adam Hills and a cast of millions of celebrities who are all going to... Jump on the bandwagon. God knows who's going to get for Wakefield Warrington this week. Does Alan Hills know anyone from Wakefield? Well, they're doing... <laughs> Jim McDonald. They're doing St. Helens and Hull. Oh. Or oh, Hull and St. Helens, as it is. White and Wakefield must have been a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. They've named their first four okay. fixtures. So. The season's already started. I don't know who's playing who this week. I've got it really in front of me. And we just mentioned Casablanca Warrington on Thursday anyway. 
Um, Leeds versus White, and what's going to happen? Because obviously, as we mentioned earlier, there's no play costing, so things are going to have to be slightly different than, than planned. I think the great thing is that I have absolutely no idea, which is you know standard response to every game, but... I genuinely think a lot of people will, will tune in or, or go to this game because they don't know what they're going to get. They don't know how Warrington are going to play under Daryl Powell. I think we all know how he'd like them to play, but will they be able to do that in the, the first game of the season? There's a feeling that Leeds have arguably made the best recruitment uh, in terms of the quality of the players they've brought in and in the positions that they've got them. I, I think David Fussy too are, you know, he's somebody to get really excited about. Could be about. a really great signing. Yeah. Um, could finish leading try scorer in Super League. I, I, you know, you look at what he did at New Zealand Warriors when he was fit, and um, he is a, a world class finisher. The one thing that he showed in the pre season game, which again, don't read too much into it, superb taker of a high ball, um, and he's got Hayden Caesar and. Uh, Blake Austin when he's playing kicking for him so there's going to be options there I think it has to make Harry Newman a better player because he needs to get the ball to the guy outside him who's a renowned finisher so I think there's a lot of excitement around Leeds a new halfback combination James Bentley exactly what they needed in the pack you know a guy who is passionate about playing for the club because it's the one that he supported but a bit of something about him uh, so yeah I, I think both of them will have great years H- who wins in the first week is less important but uh, I, I, again I'm looking forward to it because I genuinely don't know who will win that game the interesting thing is and, and the, the players won't care about this and the coaches won't care about this if this is a great game that's the most important that's thing that's the only, yeah. thing. That that's the only <laughs> thing well the la- last time so they played no, 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 no. Edinley was what 27-26 George Williams dropping oh, the goal course, with yeah. his first uh, his first real impact when he joined Warrington, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd settle for something like that for the sake of the sport. You know, you know people say, if you're going out, uh, leave Channel 4 on your telly, because uh, it'll, it'll, it don't count, that's not how it works. But, if you've got like all four afterwards, watch the repeat, because that, that is a number that is tangible. I mean, it's... it's Tom's laughing at you. <laughs> Desperation stakes, John. Go get people. Fake viewing figures. 20 million people watched online. 20 billion. Peaked out. Yeah. Find the North Korean Super League. No. Watch it online. It's it's going to be interesting. I I don't know what what you two think, but I'm I'm just excited because it could go either way. Yeah, no, it's it's very hard. I I think both Leeds and Warrington will be in that top five mix. I think... Look, comparing them to maybe to Catlands and and St Helens, and maybe are just one quality player mm. down, which could be a, think, a prop for both of them. Yeah, or you know, fullback at Leeds. You know, is you know, are they solid enough there injury wise? You know, well, I think and, we, and we, I think with, with Jack Walker back, they've got cover. Yeah, with the Harbs, I mean, uh, Austin and Caesar both had pretty poor seasons last year. So whether they can get back to how they were a couple of years ago, or you know, that that partnership they had in Canberra. That'd be great to see. Uh, and again, Warrington, they're always the, the bridesmaids, aren't they? But, I mean, very strong team on yeah, paper. Yeah. Um, just be interesting what how Daryl Powell changes the dynamic there. It's going to rain, apparently. Oh, so, yeah. you know who always wins in the rain. Don't leave your telly on anyway, because, you know, energy prices. And uh, the TV still blow up like they used to in the olden days. Please turn off your set. They used to say that, didn't they, in the olden days. Was that after the uh, National Anthem? National Anthem, yeah. Well, should we bring that back to get some more viewers? Um David's asked well, you know who'd stand up and sing if I know well, should we get him to do that on something <laughs> I wish I had that clip of him doing that on TalkSport because it was absolutely brilliant 
David Zast. St Helens will no doubt win at a canter again this season. I long for the days when Saints, Wigan, Cass, Leeds, Bradford, Warrington provided a real competitive lead, uh, league. Is there a lack of quality players? I or have Saints just got them? It's like in the Women's Super League where Saints and Leeds have got them all. And then I, I think we've got a more even competition this year. Clearly there is a benchmark side. Um, they, they've got the ability to match top-class players with a really good work ethic and, and that, after a while, becomes very hard to beat. Melbourne Storm had that. that you know, Brilliantly salary-capped sport. Every year you'd think most sides in the NRL had a chance of winning the competition. And Melbourne used to break that mould because they had a spine of top-quality players and recruited brilliantly, bringing guys in around them. And St Helens have got that at the moment. And, and I don't think we should knock them for that. That's for everybody else to, I to get to that level. But I think that you generally could make a case for three or four teams this mm. year. That Saints would, would probably, as you say, have to suffer three or four injuries in key positions. But it's a long season. There's a lot of matches. There's going to be the Challenge Cup. There's going to be players from St Helens, probably more than any of the club, are in the representative games when the internationals come around. Do we so have representatives? We, we have a, a, a rep round this yeah. year, and, and I think there's a hope that Wales and Scotland and Ireland will be playing as well. So, um, will, will those players be allowed to play? Well, it's again, it's a perennial issue, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I doubt it. But no, I, I think the difference is but the, is the youth systems. Yeah. I mean, St Helens, Wigan and Leeds have the best youth systems. Absolutely. And unsurprisingly, have won the most Super it's League titles. Yeah, I mean, you look at St, St. Helens, their, their academy, and obviously Wigan. And Wigan, I think, are relying on that a lot more. Maybe financially they need to, but... Yeah, the, the recruitment and the, the junior systems are the, the big difference. Um. But I, I genuinely do think that um, because we're back to a nearer normal season this year, because mm. you have to factor in the last two years, COVID has played an impact and clubs that have been decimated by it, um, it not just have not been able to put their best team out on the weeks where players have been out, but players coming back from having suffered it were not at the level of fitness they mm. needed to be at. And there has been an, an element within that of, of fortune as to when and how you got struck and how many. And that is not to detract in any way from the brilliance that St Helens have shown over the last two years. But I think there's more of a level playing field this year at the start, which is which is great. Some people have already got um, Toulouse Olympique going down quicker, as we said earlier, than the, uh, the luges. The luges I saw earlier at the Winter Olympic. Doubles luge. You've got to have some uh, confidence in your partner <laughs> in the doubles luge. Um, well, I thought you were a... going to use a different well, analogy yeah, then. No, Thank I, I think didn't. if Corella doesn't play, and it looks like he may play somewhere, but if he doesn't play and they don't recruit anyone, they might not win a game. I mean, I don't, I don't want to put the mockers on them. Or they might only win two or three games. But, yeah, it's, I mean, the only the, the big thing that could play a role, as we've seen with Huddersfield, is if... Unvaccinated players from you know there's a lot of unvaccinated players at particular clubs. Yep. And then they have to th- send weekend teams. That 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 will, that, that would help them. weigh in their favour yeah. in the first yeah. month of the season. When you yeah. look at some of the teams that have got to go over there, if you know if say a Castleford or a Wakefield go mm. without six of their top players, mm. some of whom play in the spine positions, mm. um, doesn't necessarily mean to lose or win. It's it's just mm. evening out that playing field. And there is bit. a there is a gap, as we've yeah. seen. Last few years, there is a gap between the championship and Super League, and while they can compete on a you know a one-off 
basis or whatever, it's that regularity. Which brings up again a question that is not new and is going to cause consternation. <laughs> but you can't, on the one hand, extol the fact that this year we have a French derby for the first time, that it could bring Next television we'll numbers down. <laughs> and only give them a year. I think yeah, yeah. whoever they are, it, if from a marketing point of view you are saying it's great to have two French teams and it opens up some new markets and Channel 4 are Here's talking about Cup. going to a game in, in the south of France, which is which is great, um, to then destroy that after a year <laughs> um, seems to be self-defeating, I would say, which not is rugby, not necessarily no. to deny anybody the opportunity to come up. Uh, we have seen when Catalan were first introduced that there was a moratorium on relegation. It did serve them well. Castleford did get relegated in their place uh, for one of the years, but look at Catalan now and it's taken 15 years to get... might take to lose 15 years. The one thing we do know is it's, what, the fourth largest city in France. It's a rugby city. It's deemed to be economically important for the sport moving forward for the, the World Cup and... Um, What's it taking them six, seven years to get in the yeah, Super League? They, yeah. It took them a while a, to get out of League One and out of the Championship. They've got so. a great facility. Apparently yeah. it's a partnership with the Rugby Union Club rather than a tenancy agreement. There's a lot of reasons why the neutral fan would want them to stay yes. up for the benefit of the game. Yes. And yet the likelihood is if you go into a major sponsor in that part of the south of France, if you go into a potential broadcaster and they say, what can you guarantee us if we invest? And they go, you probably won't be here next year. I'll just put my checkbook. Can you uh, speaking of uh, partnerships with Rugby Union? Can you guess at which point of the thing on Five Live the other night I switched off? <laughs> I, I I can't because I don't know who were the guests. No, it's the the, the thing with the forty twenty magazine columnist Martin uh, Kellner. Was he on? Oh, the, the, uh, the thing. Yeah, oh, the, that. Well, you know who won though. No, I, well, I don't know because I turned the, off. This house through. believes Rugby League. I mean, it's great that it was prefaced in this house yes. believes Rugby League is better than Rugby Union. Because the onus was on rugby unions. Oh, uh, Mr. K won. No, excellent. It's good. It's good. To, it's good to see too on the um, in the Six Nations in England. Obviously, the the rugby league spies Martin Gleeson and Anthony Seabold, you know, working to and, make England lose. And yeah. Andy Farrell making Ireland win. Yeah. Is he not yeah. Andrew yet? Have they not rebranded him because he's it's Saint him. Andrew. I think. <laughs> but if you do want to send me any abuse on on Twitter, use the hashtag Six Nations because I muted it. So you can call me whatever you want, and I won't see it. <laughs> I actually tried it. I tweeted something and I put Six Nations in it and it doesn't come up. So I can't see it. So if you want to send me abuse, do that. Um, Paul has asked, before we get on to the big game, and I know we've got to go. Um, oh, any, yeah, the chill will be getting cold. Any news on the two by ten leagues? No, we don't know what's going on. We'll, we'll, we'll ask, we'll ask uh, Hunslet on, on, on Tuesday. They might know. Mm-hmm. They might know what's going on. They, no one knows what's going on. Um, finally, by the way, if you, if you are in Hunslet on, on in Hunslet, if you are around, go to Hunslet on Sunday, one o'clock kickoff. Hunslet basically said up five quid to get in. Not bad, is it? Be a good game as well. Uh, Wakefield Trinity, Super Wakefield Trinity versus Hull FC. Sunday afternoon, three o'clock, Rugby League. Woof. Can't go. I am. I'm there. Uh, I was at the last. For the pie? Yeah. No, I'm actually working, but yeah, I, I will have a pie. Um, I was there the last Wakefield game of the season when they absolutely obliterated Hull FC. Um, it was, I think it was scored something like four or five tries in ten minutes. For some reason, I can't get that game out of my head thinking that it will be much similar, but surely it will be much more competitive because Hull FC were dreadful. 
I just that, that night. I, I mean, I just hope Willie Poaching is a success because um, mm. he is not only one of the nicest men in in the world, but he, he plays <laughs> the game the right way. I think he's got a great philosophy on life. Um, I, I'd hate after you know five or six games, people are saying, "Oh, you know, Willie yeah. out, yeah." Get your Willie out. Um, <laughs> I've just got Willie in. We aren't getting Willie out. I'm a big, big fan of Francis Cummings as well as yep. his assistant. I think the two of them work fantastically well together and see the game the same way. Uh, and I'd like that view of how you play the sport mm. to be successful. Um, I, I just have concerns for Hull. I, 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 I know that. Um, I think Luke Gale, the moving on of Snade and Luke Gale for me is a bit of an odd signing because Luke Gale. Well, you know, at his best, is a is a very very good player. Absolutely. His age, I just his injury it, concerns. I just also think it's a like for like, in the terms of their kicking game is predominantly. Well, I, think, I think Luke Gale's more of a runner than, than Snade, who's more of an organizer. But but I'm not sure you've yeah. changed a lot. No, no, no. So I, I don't I don't think it brings a whole new dimension. You've got two old halves. What's there happening in, with in Josh Reynolds, Reynolds and, as well? Yeah. I mean, again, he's come back late. He he hasn't played in any preseason yeah. games. So it hasn't really yet struck up a partnership think, with Gale. I think the key in that team is Jake Connor. And obviously who, if he's injured, yeah, that's who, who yeah. Has, if he plays we know it has a broken hand. And the big so. the big thing is the um is the hooker, who I've not really seen play uh Love yeah. yeah, I mean from South Sydney he didn't really play. I mean obviously in front of Damien Cook he's he's not gonna play, so he needs to be a success. The I other think. thing as well that I find really interesting and, and you'll be able to see it first hand is Making Gale captain. Mm, because again, you've got people like Danny Houghton, senior players there. Um, Luke Gale's last captaincy didn't end well. So it's an interesting statement to then bring him new into the club and say, we're going to invest you in you, yeah, yeah. that leadership role. Um, he can do it. Mm. He, he's a, a, you know, an inspirational player for those that are around him if, if you know he's got his, his game head on. Um, but I just worry that, that it's quite an ageing squad. I was looking is, again for yeah. youngsters to pick out. And, and, and even the Brad Fashes and the Jordan Lines, they've been there quite a they're while. Not, they're not, they're they, not you the think young, they're no. the kids that are just breaking through. I mean, but apart actually apart they're, from Ben McNamara, there's, yeah. Um, and when Josh Reynolds is fit, McNamara probably no. isn't going to play. That's right. Yeah. So I, I, I worry a little bit for Hull. I, I, I have a fancy for Wakefield. And we know. In this game. We know Adam Pearson. Has a ruthless edge, so you kind of think after what happened last year. But he's season, also Brett, Brett announced Hudson's... as well, you know, six and a half thousand season ticket holders, which I think is a sort of a drop. I, I, I think yeah, he did say it was a drop. Like yeah. a lot, does it for Hull, a big city and lost no, a, a million and a yeah, half quid? Loss, and, yeah. You know, they've got what, the stadium issues. The the yeah. interesting, you look at those two Hull clubs, and we're going into the start of a season. We'll sit here next week, and Hull Car have been trashed, and yeah. Hull have won easily. <laughs> If you talk about feel around a club, yes, mood. The good factor is at Hull KR. Mm. They're, they're, they're moving in a direction where if you were a fan, you'd be itching to get there and watch mm. them play. FC, maybe not mm. so much. It's almost like the, the diehards are, are prepared to give them another chance, but they've yeah, lost if, a bit of an aura if around. Rovers, if Rovers live two, three games in a row, no one's going to be saying, sack everyone, punch them out, are they? Mm. In the same way that if. That happens across the city. And of course, Hull County have the advantage, as Wakefield and Casman do, of owning their own ground. So, I think they own it. They own the, yeah. they, it's something to it. They've got more of a destiny over their own I ground. Think, I, think they're try, I think they're trying to buy it out right at the moment. But yeah, yeah they, they have... It's, yeah. 
<laughs> they've got more of a saying what happens at Craven Park than uh, Hull Ever, whatever Hull FC Stadium is called uh, these days. Um, so I think that's it, isn't it? Because we've got because it's on the telly. It's the, it started. You've seen Brian Carney. You're watching us for. Um, people stop watching anyway. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> Tuesday live in Hunslet. If you want to join us, please uh, do. Turn up seven o'clock. We'll be on. Scoey will Phoenix be there. Bar. Phoenix Come Bar. and have a drink with us. South Leeds Stadium. Scoey will buy. Scott will be there. We're going to ask him how much of his book he wrote. <laughs> Gary Scott on Gary Scott Gary Scott diary. There's not a chance, is there? No. Yeah. I, I, you know that. I would like to read Gary Scott diary. I bet it's more... Well, I bet it's different to the Gary Scott diary that came out in, in, in book form. I could well, if we could ask the author, I don't know, but he's not here, is he? Uh, so we'll be back on Possibly Tuesday. Fine. Thank you for watching. Uh, we're back. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back after... Because I don't know what we're, what day we're going to do. Because obviously people want to watch the championship, or whatever. But we'll, you know, we've got interviews lined up with people. I've got to oh, let me shut up because the, the rugby's on. Go watch that. Go, in fact, go listen to it on Talk Sport too because they're in the magazine and, and Mark's on there. You can't escape from him. <laughs> <laughs>